Life is one long journey made up of many detours. Some are chosen and some are not, but they all teach us something along the way. Welcome to the Detour Podcast, where conversations about life detours and travel detours converge. It's one part human experience and one part travel experience put together to teach and inspire us to take the detour and enjoy the wander. Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm your host, Sheila Shinsky, and today we are chatting with Brad Hawk. Brad is the husband um, of Shelly, who was our very first guest on the Detour podcast just about a year ago. And her episode is Shelly, the belly dancing mama, and her fight with breast cancer. And so you'll want to go back and listen to that episode if you haven't. But um, Shelly passed away, sadly, a month after we recorded that episode, and she has um, been living in her new residence in heaven now for just about a year. We're coming up on the anniversary, and so um, it's about this time of year. Well, we think about Shelly all the time, but really this time of year is when I um, think about her um, a lot since that's when we recorded it first and and around the time you know when all this happened so i thought it would be an interesting follow-up um to do with brad from his perspective of having a spouse with a chronic illness and then also being um a dad raising kids after a mom has passed so he has graciously agreed to meet again back at the scene of the original crime if you listen back to that first podcast um, you'll probably hear the bird again there was there's so many bird chirps in that first one and, and different sounds so we're back here and uh, Brad's gonna be joining us today so thank you Brad for taking the time oh thank you for having me I appreciate it and so um, we were just talking about, uh, which this really, really, really warms my heart. Um, I don't know that I explained in any other podcasts, but when I did that first podcast with Shelly, um, I wasn't planning on releasing the podcast, launching it um, until months later. I had planned to launch in January of 2018. And we recorded that um, in August, I think it was, um, of 20, sorry, I planned to launch January of 2019 and that we recorded that August, 2018. And so I was thinking I'll have the recording and I'll learn how to edit and I'll learn how, you know, do all the things and then I'll launch in January. And that was my plan. But whenever we had that hour of her talking and she unexpectedly passed, just a month later, I wanted you and the kids and her family to have that hour of her talking all about you and, and everything and uh, you know that she had shared um, available to you. And I didn't know enough technology-wise on how to make that available without launching the podcast and saying, here's the link so that you could hear it. So um, she really is interwoven into the Detour podcast now for however long this goes um, because she forced me <laughs> to launch right, right away instead of dragging my feet waiting to try to make everything perfect um, and everything how I thought I wanted it to be. And I have found out now almost a year later that that's the way you should launch a podcast, that you should just 
jump in. There's some things you should do, but you should jump in. So, um, yeah, the, the listeners, from what I find, because I listen to a lot of podcasts myself, the listeners like to grow with the podcast, and you get even more attached to a podcast when you start from the beginning, and then you know you watch it, it grow and you see it change, and you almost feel like the the host is a friend, yeah. Even if you've never met them, yeah, so. yeah. And so I'm learning that I'm learning that now. And in the beginning, I thought I had to have everything perfect, and then I realized just what you said that the listeners really don't care if you've got music at the beginning or if you have fancy editing or any of that. They're more concerned about the content and getting exactly. to know you. But back to the to the original you shared before we started recording that um, you listened to that episode um, often. And oh yes. Yeah. Yes. As a matter of fact, the kids and I have sat down and listened to it uh, a couple of times all together just, just to sit and listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, and it really means a lot because most people, once they pass, you might have a maybe a couple of minutes here and there or a sentence or two recorded or something, you know, and you, you cherish this 30 seconds of hearing their voice. Mm-hmm. I've got this beautiful gift of a whole hour-long conversation that I can just sit and listen to whenever I want oh. and uh, you don't hear her talk about me and the kids and all things it's it, it really it really helps oh I'm so glad to hear that I really am glad that day um, I don't I know that you guys don't know this but that day you know we sat down to record and I kind of didn't really know what I was doing and and I I feel like I'm a better interviewer now than even then, you know, you learn as you go. Um, But I had said to her, you know, is there anything that you don't want to talk about? You know, you're going to be talking about a lot of personal stuff. And she said, well, I want to keep this, you know, very upbeat. um, And we're not talking about Endgame. And I didn't know until after we stopped recording that she had just been to the doctor and they said uh, it's probably about three months. Right. And so... After we stopped recording, um, you know, we talked like another two hours and cried about all that. And um, but during that podcast, it was all way up top. So, you know, I'm thinking during this, like this is there was some part of me that knew it would be important someday. Maybe Um, I was hoping that she would just be here forever. But um, I thought, if nothing else, this was going to be her story that, and you, in her voice, that you guys would be able to have. And even though I didn't know it was going to be that soon, yeah. Right. So um, that is, you're right. It's it's uh, good to have those voices because otherwise, sometimes you just only have a, a you know, a voice message or something like that from a phone call. Right. Yeah. Right. So we I'm have lots of pictures, but pictures aren't nearly the same as actually hearing a voice yeah yeah so um this is gonna be a hard conversation i think i feel myself already feeling emotional about it um because she was just a great lady but um so what has this past year been like uh without shelly wow in a nutshell i a tornado Mm -hmm. um everything has changed i went from Basically being a weekend dad, gone all the time, we joked around a lot that I didn't even live here. Mm-hmm. I just I was just the guy that came home, fixed stuff, made people happy, played a little bit, and 
back out I went, you know. Because you were over the road truck yeah, driver for those gone, people. Especially that towards the end there. I was gone for a month at a time. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even home every weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but with her condition, I couldn't quit and get a better job because we had to have the insurance. Mm-hmm. I couldn't take 90 days to waiting be without, on to get, yeah. a new, to get a new policy. So we just, you know, okay, we make do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, just I was... I've been a father for 20, 24 years now. But I've only been a father for a year. And now you, you know? have to be mom and dad. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, very lucky. Shelly did a great job with the kids. Um, the two younger ones. The older three are already out. Mm-hmm. So I don't... Not that I don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. Because I still see them regularly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know. It's I'm, a little I'm bit I'm not different. raising them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the... <laughs> The hard part is the little ones, but she did a great job. And I say little, they're 13 and 15, mm-hmm. but, um, she did a great job with them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're pretty much self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some obvious o- emotional issues mm-hmm. that we've had to deal with, mm-hmm. but I mean, at this point they're, they're pretty self-sufficient as long as the electricity's on, the internet's on and the food in the house. <laughs> They, they're, they're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're great kids. They're well-mannered. They're um, kids. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. Yeah. Still learning and growing. Right. Yeah. But, um, and teenagers. Yes. Even the best teenagers. <laughs> yes, even the best teenagers are still <laughs> at times. Yeah. But um, I have very few problems with them. Good. Um, Jason, our youngest son, handled it. I mean, phenomenally. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I worry sometimes that he's repressing. Mm-hmm. But he swears up and down he's not, and he mm-hmm. acts just fine and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and everything. Um, Jazzy went through a little bit of emotional baggage. Mm-hmm. Going from being mainly, you know, women being the predominant one in the house mm-hmm. to now she's the only girl. Uh, and see. it's, mm-hmm. you know, and she didn't have, I mean, she, she has her aunts and her friends and stuff like that, but being the only girl, she didn't have anybody to relate to mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So that, that was an issue that we dealt with, but mm-hmm. she's doing much better now. Good. Um, I take her, I got her into belly dancing, which Shelly yes, did Yes, I saw that. Yes. Um, Shelly had her, introduced her to it, but, uh-huh. you know, when, when her issue started, I, I thought, you know what, that's a perfect way to get her around some women mm-hmm. and have some contact and you know be part of a woman's group right you know mm-hmm. and um and i always said that i wanted to stay in contact with the whole belly dance community because you know like shelly said and like you know it's an amazing group of women yeah you know and they're all so super supportive and of each other and everybody and it's just they've, they've helped out a lot yeah, so. that's um, if if you're listening and you hadn't heard that first episode, you'll definitely want to go go back and listen to it. But that's how we sort of all knew each other was um, through the the belly the dance community. And um, Shelly was a belly dancer, and um, and now Jazzy too. That's cool. I just saw that she was at um, 
Tampa Bay Comic Con and did a, um, a dance there with some of the other ladies that were Shelly's friends. Um, and uh, that's, I think we'd have to ask her, but I can imagine that that's a great way for her to feel still connected to her, her mom too. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The camaraderie is, is just amazing. Yeah, so let's kind of go back to um, when, because she battled this breast cancer for years. Yeah, well, three years. Three years, right. And so I, I almost wonder if um, having just lost a family member to a, to a long-term t- disease, in a way, once you grieve along the way, in a sense. And so it winds up um, somehow you have your grief when they finally pass, but you, I don't know if your heart sort of starts preparing itself ahead of time. Do you think any of that, how are you preparing yourself or what were you thinking all along um, this journey? I'm sure in the beginning, this was just like, we've got to do these treatments and she's sick and she had a recovery time. And then, uh, you know, uh, another um what do you want to say like where it came back um where she had the treatments and then it came back um how did you sort of prepare yourself during that time and what was that like going through it well when she initially got it and and had the double mastectomy it was both of our mindsets were all right this is something got to go through Mm -hmm. you know get it done get through it and then we can move on with our lives Mm -hmm. Um, neither one of us expected her to die from it Mm -hmm. Um, because mainstream tells you breast cancer is not that bad you know you you lose your breasts and and, you know not that many people die from it if you catch it early you you know 90% chance you'll survive and da 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 we caught it early Mm -hmm. everything's great you know she had the treatments she had the and treatment, the chemo. Got the and, yeah. chemo, got the reconstruction, got it all taken care of. And then she went into total remission, total, not even remission, total evidence of no disease, growing her hair back. Hey, we're done with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Finally, we got really super lucky. It, was, it sucked, but we got yeah, gotten through this- it and we got super lucky and, you know, learned and now we can move on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and like she said in that episode, we got super lucky with the insurance. Mm-hmm. And we were both so convinced that it was over when I switched jobs. And after the 90 days was up, I looked at her and said, okay, do we really want to spend this much money on insurance still? We don't need it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we always need it, but right, right. Mm-hmm. we really can't afford it. So is this something that we really want to spend the money on? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she said, you know what? No, we don't need it, but that was scary enough. Just in case, let's go ahead and get it. Mm-hmm. And we did and, you know, and when it came back, it was like... Oh, Thank God you did have it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, it, it hit like a like a freight train when it came back and we found out, you know, the whole story about when she went in and the doctor kept coming in, it's cancer, it's not cancer, it's cancer, it's not cancer. And then mm-hmm. when she found out it was the metastatic, it was like freight train. Mm-hmm. It was like, because you know, we both knew then, which, you know, we didn't tell anybody, like mm-hmm. she said, but we both knew then it was just a matter of time yeah uh, so that's when she got the, that second time in the hospital when the when the doctor sort of burst in um unsympathetically and and announced oh did you tell them that it's cancer you know that's when you started saying uh this isn't yeah this isn't, this isn't something we're just going this through good. this is you know this isn't 
something we deal with and move on. This is... Well, and like she said, oh. like, I'll be on chemo for the rest of my life. Right. You know, and, and we didn't know if, how, what that meant, you know, right. what that, what that meant the rest of her life. But, um, so while you were, um, you know, out on the road, that had to be tough because she was here going through a lot of that, um, on her own and, you know, the kids having to help or other people having to help. And like you said, you, you didn't really have a a choice in a sense um to change jobs um at that point but it must have been very hard to be out on the road um how did you guys handle that and how did you personally handle that well um not gonna lie i cried myself to sleep a lot Mm -hmm. um but she kept us all as insulated from it as she could and tried to isolate it to herself that way she didn't affect anybody and she didn't want to be a burden on anybody Mm -hmm. she was always a very very strong woman and uh liked i don't want to say repress but she didn't want to put her problems on anybody else you know Mm -hmm. um there was one time that that i broke down in front of her and and she just immediately not cold-heartedly, mm-hmm. but she just immediately shot me down. She goes, you can't do this. Mm-hmm. I need you to be my rock. Mm-hmm. Boom. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, so I would just deal with it on my own out on the road. And I found out, you know, she would deal with it when she was alone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, go hide in the bathroom and, you know, mm-hmm. cry and stuff like that. Um, but... I had been through it twice before. My mom and my grandmother both died from Alzheimer's. So, I mean, different cancer and Alzheimer's is different, but Mm -hmm. it's still the long-term, you know death is coming. Yeah. How do you handle it? You know, you deal with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I always felt blessed that we got to mourn together. It was a lot easier than if it was just a... Phone call, um, your wife's no longer with us. Yeah. You know, that would have been absolutely devastating. Mm -hmm. You know, because then you you look back and it's like, I wish we could have done this and I wish we could have done that. Well, as you know, she was not letting it slow her down. She lived lived life right up to the end. Matter of fact, she died on 9-11. It was a Tuesday. The weekend before that... We were tubing down the river yep. as a family, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. she did not let it slow her down. No, not at all. And that's when I kind of teased her on that first podcast saying, um, you know, before I got to know her well and everything that she was going through, we became Facebook friends. And um, I would say, you know, boy, I'm a fully functioning person um and i get tired looking at your posts you know i i wasn't sure how she was even physically doing everything that she was doing but i but i know that it was real important for her to um savor every moment and and have so much um family time doing all those different things and making all those all those memories which i'm sure are very important to you all now right oh yes definitely you know and there is definitely something to be said to the saying of live like you're dying. Yeah. Because she did. Mm-hmm. She did it, anything and everything she, she wanted um, for the most part. You know, anything we could afford. Mm-hmm. You know what, honey? Do it. 
I don't I don't care. I'll deal with it at the other end. You know, yeah. live, make mm-hmm. memories, do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and we got a lot of help from a lot of people that helped. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the roughest part was just going from weekend party dad, you know, mm-hmm. fun time weekend dad to now it's all on me. And day to day. You know? Yeah. You know, now I'm the one going to the store buying everything. Uh-huh. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, dealing with paying the bills and dealing with making sure everything's taken care of. Mm-hmm. You know, and they get they got everything that they need to have for school. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, I I know that you. I mean, I know in talking to Shelley, I know that you're a great husband to her and a great dad. And and really, one of the favorite things that I loved about that first interview was how she said that she got into belly dancing because you said, "Hey, you're you're becoming mom. You you got to be Shelley too. You got to go find something you know that's just for you." So, what would you say? I know that you had, you know, a great respect for her as a mom and a woman. So, what would you say though that you've learned um, over this past year on stepping into her day-to-day role, being a day-to-day parent? Uh, it's it's tough, but I, I always it's hard knew to be a mom. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I always knew it was tough, and yeah. I always told her I can't do your job. There's mm-hmm. no way I can do your job. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, like she always said, you never know how strong you are until you don't have a choice. Yeah, you know? that's true. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, she raised the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're great kids. Mm-hmm. They're mostly self sufficient. Mm-hmm. So as long as I've got the house stocked, yeah, <laughs> and the internet on, <laughs> you're doing all right. I'm doing you're okay. Doing right. You know, there's not a lot of complaints um, from that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's still the, 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 the standard trials and tribulations of, I don't want to, and yeah. get, clean your room, and, you mm-hmm. know, and, and stuff like that, but... Mm-hmm. The, you know, the grunt work, job. as they say. Yes. The grunt work. Hi, hi, Jazzy. Jazzy just came in. You want to be on the podcast with us for recording? Sure. Sure. We were just talking about you a few minutes ago, about you um, are doing belly dancing shows like your mom used to do. Uh, now and did the um, Tampa Bay Comic Con. Is that something that you think you'll keep on doing? Yeah, it's yeah. really fun. Yeah. yeah. You did that a little bit with that with your mom before, and now you're kind of doing it with just some of those uh, friends that you still have through there. What do you like about it? Um, I like being with the group. It's it's been a huge coping mechanism for me with losing my mom, mm-hmm. and it's really fun, mm-hmm. and I enjoy it a lot. And you're really good at it, too. I watch your videos. You're really good. Thank you. <laughs> you Do you practice at, um, here at, on your own at home? Sometimes. Yeah, and then get together and practice. Because you dance with other people, so you're very uh, coordinated and, and in sync. I saw the one that you did at, um, I think it was maybe... The Renaissance Festival? Did you do one there, too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that that was really good. That was very, very good. I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Take you. Mom. Yeah. I think Shelly um, had a, a natural talent for that as well. Like, we talked on that first podcast where she said she didn't really have any dance background. And 
And I was like, well, you could have fooled me because she took she's right to so it. good. Yes. Yeah, she took so, right to so it. good. Yes, yes. we had, still miss her in the class. Yes. Well, <laughs> like, she, man, she who got, are we going to follow now? <laughs> she got lucky and had a really good instructor at the beginning. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and, and taught her all the, the right ways to do the moves. But she had her passion for it mm-hmm. really helped because she would come at home and, you know, and 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 hope practice at home mm-hmm. when you know being a stay-at-home mom she had time extra time to yeah to practice and, right. and stuff like that that a lot of women that have a full-time career and a full-time you know full-time yeah. mom full-time the whole right. nine yards mm-hmm. they just don't have it yeah but but her natural talent really took over and and it impressed me oh yeah love to watch oh, her yeah. dance and quite honestly it it kind of spoiled me because i go to shows now and it's like no, I'm used to. They're not as good awesome as Shelly. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, it, and it's. I don't want to. There say was it's, a high standard. Yes. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. You got yes. yourself used to. Of yeah, she really was. I mean, for people that you know didn't see her, it's kind of hard to explain what we're talking about. But she was just really a mesmerizing um, dancer. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Jazzy, your dad was just telling us about how. You know, he had that job where he was gone at work during the week and he would be home on the weekends. And then after your mom died, he needed to be here every day. So he switched jobs. And so um, how's he doing being the the dad all the time here? Um, I think he's doing really good. He has a couple of trouble. He has a little bit of trouble with some stuff that... My mom raises my entire life. She knew everything. She knew what to make for dinner. She knew what we liked, what we didn't like. She knew what our favorite flavor of everything was. When mm-hmm. she went to the store, she she could read my mind, honestly. Yeah. Like, it- I'd be at school thinking about what I wanted, and I would come home. Boom, it's in the fridge. <laughs> yeah, I'm not that good. <laughs> <laughs> so dad has to learn all the favorites and, oh, we like that kind of cereal, not that kind of cereal, and those kind of things. Well, yeah. okay, we can give you a pass on that. Those yeah. are That's the learning curve things. Yes. Yeah. There's that's still stuff in the pantry thing. that, well, I'll drink it sometime because yeah. nobody else is touching it. <laughs> we don't like that one, dad. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm. they keep telling me I'm doing a good job. But I, everybody's tougher on themselves than mm-hmm. everybody else is. Yeah. And I feel like I'm failing a lot. Mm-hmm. But um, I, li- I do listen to a lot of podcasts. And and one of them, the, the Dad Edge podcast, has really helped a lot. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it's a Facebook group and a podcast. And it's just dads that get together and they help each other out. And, mm-hmm. you know, through... Not, I mean, I've talked to a couple of them on the phone, mm-hmm. but, you know, you get on the forum and you just, you know, yeah, you hey, can... I need help with this. And, you know, most guys don't have other guys that they can talk to about personal things. I'm lucky enough. I have two really close friends that I can talk to anything, mm-hmm. talk, talk to them about anything. Mm-hmm. But um, you're but right. A, men, a lot of men um, don't. And I was just going to say that that makes me happy that you have some kind of... Um, support group in a sense um because women you know us in the even in the dance community or or different things that we do um our mom stuff um we wind up having lots of friends that can help us through tough times and i don't know that um dads have that as much um or to the degree i think that that women do and um so that that makes me happy that you do even even if it's an online forum that 
can help a lot. So right. h- how about you, Jazzy? Do you have people that are um, friends that are helping you? Is it, I can imagine, it's hard to be a 13-year-old girl anyway, but now you're, you've lost your mom and you went through her being sick and all that. What was that like? And did you have your friends help you out? Or what would you want to say about that? I'm a very closed off person. I'm very selective about who I talk to my feelings. Mm-hmm. But people like the school guidance counselor and a couple of my really close friends have really helped a lot. That's good. Yeah. You don't, that's, that's okay. You, you, like your dad said, you can have a couple of close people as long as you have feel like you have somebody that that helps yeah yeah so um has there been um I'm sure you miss your mom a lot for a lot of different reasons but there has there been like a certain thing where you were just kind of like oh I really wish mom was here or anything like that that you can think of I know we kind of just dragged you in here and put you on the spot (laughs) (laughs) um just in general. Yeah. Just in general, you just miss her in a lot of different things on, on every day. Yeah. 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 I that makes that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So, um, what would you say is kind of now you're in this new normal, all of you. Um, you being, you know, the dad and, and the kids, what's this new normal um been like? Has there been a, something surprising or something um dare I say positive that has come out of it uh well I'm home I I wanted to be home for years before um I was able to mm-hmm. um you know I just didn't have the opportunity it's it's hard to make a decent living when you're a truck driver and be home every day yeah that's right um, mm-hmm. I have taken a pay cut mm-hmm. um Social Security for the kids definitely helps out, mm-hmm. um, but uh, you know it's 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 nice being home. That's a definite positive. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's been a tough road. Um, moving on, mm-hmm. uh, I have found love again. Oh, so yeah. that is good. Yes, um, it's you're going dating great. somebody. Yes, mm-hmm. it is tough to find the time yeah (laughs) to Mm -hmm. be full-time parent full-time truck driver and still have a social life Uh uh-huh that's that's tough but um but the positive the biggest positive that i have found is i actually get to be part of my family Mm -hmm. i get to have a life now Mm -hmm. um when i was over the road i had no life Mm -hmm. i Point A, point B, do this, do that. Yeah. Exactly. You Mm -hmm. know, when I'm at work, it's drive, drive, wait to drive. Yeah. Drive, drive, wait to drive. Mm -hmm. Come home, fix, fix, sleep, fix, fix, sleep, gotta go. Go again. Yeah. You know, and if I saw, actually in person, saw my friends one day a month. Mm hmm. That was lucky. That was, yeah. Yeah, was that was like, a good wow, month. cool, yeah. you know. Uh-huh. I got some time to myself. Mm-hmm. Generally, it was one day every three, maybe four months. Mm-hmm. I would actually get to see some friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but actually having a life and being part of my family yeah. is huge Yeah, for me. Are you enjoying that, Jazzy? Like having your dad around more, more yeah. often? Yeah, I can tell. You're, she's got a big grin. You can't see it, but she's got a big <laughs> grin. Like, yay, dad's home. Yes. That was probably yeah. always fun to have him come home on the weekends. But now, yeah. are you like 
well, do you have somewhere to go now? <laughs> Are you getting, like, tired of him being around? <laughs> Not really. No. <laughs> Whenever he would come home on the weekends, he would always have projects to do that my mom couldn't do. I've learned to be very handy because I want to be around him, so mm-hmm. I help him do his projects. Yeah, that's good. So yeah, would, what have you worked on? Um, that cabinet we've worked on, um... There's actually a lot of things. Just whatever needs to be done outside yeah. or, or working on things, whatever. you do it together. Yeah. Well, that's good. You're learning You're learning skills for your life, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So um, I would say uh, that you're, it seems like you guys are adjusting pretty well. Um, the other siblings, are they doing well also? Yeah, they're, they're making yeah. it. Um, our oldest daughter, Jazzy, her excuse me jade i think she had the roughest time yeah because she was really close to her mom Mm -hmm. and they had a bond that none of the other kids did Mm -hmm. because she was the first yeah the longest time she Mm -hmm. was you know um Mm -hmm. she she was three three years older than even uh, our next youngest child, our yeah. next oldest child. Mm-hmm. So she had mommy to herself mm-hmm. for three whole years, and mm-hmm. then even another couple of years while while T was was still Little, an infant. Right. You know? mm-hmm. So they got really attached, and mm-hmm. and even when she was an adult and not living in the house, she would call anytime she needed anything, mom. You know, even mm-hmm. just to hang out or whatever. Yeah. You know, and. Uh, and, and she had a really rough time dealing with that. Mm-hmm. But, so, but she's doing good. Good. She's, she's married and happy, and and, uh, and and life is really coming together for her. Yeah, it is, you know, life, life is tough. <laughs> and things happen, you know, maybe not things like this to everybody, but things happen to, to everybody. And um, you do, you have to just say like, man, this sucks. And if I could choose it to be a different way, I would. But again, like you said, you know, what choice do you have? You've got to move forward. I guess you always have a choice. You could you could stop, you know, moving on. Um, but um, Living in the past never yeah, does anybody any good. Right. And, and being stuck in, you know, it sounds... Uh, trite or whatever but you know that's not what Shelly would have wanted she wants right. you all to be happy and, and living and and going on with your lives and um living life to the fullest like she did you know the times that we're here she was here would what would you say to people um that are facing the loss of a spouse maybe there's somebody listening today who uh is going through cancer or is going through a terminal illness or something and and they they there's either a potential or you know a likelihood that their spouse is is not going to be with them forever what would you say to somebody who's going through that wow um i don't know nothing more than anybody that you hear everywhere it's gonna get better Mm-hmm. You know, time heals. Mm-hmm. Um, I firmly believe everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard it put, a door closes so another one can open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and it sounds probably kind of cold. Mm-hmm. But it's it's tough. Yeah. But you you can't live in the past. You just can't. I mean, nobody wants to just okay. Five. It's been five minutes. Uh, throw everything yeah. away. We're moving on. Don't right. even think about it. You know, right. It, it's, right. 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 You're not, not that in any way, shape. Yeah. Or form. You're not saying that. But yeah. You you. It, it took me a long time to to take my ring off, mm-hmm. and even longer after I did that to not be rubbing my finger constantly. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. um, that was that was a tough one mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. to actually because when you know, knowing it was coming, and then when it happened, you know, I know eventually I'm gonna have to take it off. I'm never taking the earring out. I got her earring, and I'm always gonna this and that, and I'm never gonna. It's you a process, like they say, you know, the, it's a grieving process and, right. and it, and it comes in stages and it, and eventually, you know, it, it's the new normal, I guess, as they say, you know, right. so, um, what would you say to any kids that might be going through something tough like that? Do you have any advice that you would give them to, something to keep in mind? Um, just that, know that you are never going to get over it it does heal slightly with time never forget the person you lost and for me um i made a locket with my mom in it Mm -hmm. and whenever i miss her or i feel nervous about something i put it in my hand i hold it close to my heart and i think about her and it always makes me feel better Ah, that's great. It's got her picture in it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Is there anything else that either of you um, want to share um, before we close out today? Uh, one of my biggest fears, knowing it was coming for a long time, mm-hmm. was I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to handle it. Mm-hmm. I was afraid I was going to dive into the liquor bottle mm-hmm. and just how do I deal with this? I can't deal with this. I'm not a parent. I'm mm-hmm. not, I don't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Alcoholism runs deep in my, in my family on my father's side. Mm-hmm. Um, who I never really knew that, that side of the family, but, um, but I know it's there because I, I have fought with it. Right. I, I've, it's, I've never lost control, but mm-hmm. I've come close a couple of times and yeah. then caught it and went, Oh no. Yeah. I thought for sure that was, that I was, not going to be able to 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 control it mm-hmm. but i guess it was the kids mm-hmm. you know just knowing that they need me yeah i, I gotta too. do this you know i don't have a choice i still drink mm-hmm. but not nearly what i expected i would mm-hmm. um i th- think you know especially being gone can't drink out on the road mm-hmm. being a truck driver mm-hmm. You're not even allowed to have alcohol in the vehicle, even mm-hmm. when you're parked. Right. So when I would come home, it would be like, woohoo, party time, mm-hmm. you know? And and I thought, how am I going to control it when I'm home every day? Mm. But you do what you got to do. Yeah. You know? You um, had a reason to keep it together. Was, and thankfully, that wasn't, you found other ways to cope right. versus and, that. And that, if, you know, you, you said something about advice, that's the biggest, if, if anything, that's the biggest advice I can possibly give. Don't, don't try and drown your sorrows away. Mm-hmm. Take them head on, mm-hmm. and they'll get better. Mm-hmm. 
if you just try and drink them away, they're not going to get better. Right. They're just going to sit there and then life's going to get worse. You know? Um, it sucks. Yeah. But everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know? Sometimes you don't get to know the, um, the reason for a long time, if ever. Do you think... You do you think you know the reason? I mean, obviously, you know that's a loaded question. But um, do you think when you say that everything happens for a reason, is that you saying um, if this wouldn't happen, you know, I wouldn't be home with my kids every day? Are are you looking for the positive? Is that what you mean by that when you say that? Uh, I don't know. Or is that just, just something that helps you not feel stuck? No, no, I, I firmly believe that. And I have possible ideas of what it could be, mm-hmm. but I keep that to myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, it's it's something that I don't want anybody else to know. Right. So mm-hmm. so that's, that's just a little something just for me. That's just for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that whatever, whatever the reason that you feel in your heart I'm glad that it's that it's helped you or it seems like it's helped you to um not not cast Shelly aside but put that time and event in in a place where you can still continue to live and and not fall into the bottle or not um you know get stuck in your life and you stop living because she's not here so I'm I'm happy that you have found that way to do that and you too jazzy you are great on here we just threw you right in you're so well spoken i'm proud of you thanks (laughs) anything else you want to say before we go um just never give up hope i have thought about doing things that i shouldn't Mm -hmm. but i try to stay positive good yeah grief is really a hard thing and and it really um takes a long time to work through so yes just always um like you said find that person to talk to think about who you do have in your life that cares about you and that can help you and and like your dad said um you got to feel those emotions and be able to talk to somebody about them so that something else doesn't consume you you know, so I think that's good advice too. I thought Jazzy and I have always been really close. Mm-hmm. She's daddy's little girl. Her and I have always just clicked really super tight. Mm-hmm. And I thought for sure, you know, well, when I'm home, you know, it, I'll be enough. Yeah. I know she'll be so happy that I'm home all the time that I'll be enough. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, 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 she missed her mom, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there's just, certain things that I wasn't enough for Mm -hmm. so I mean if if there's any advice I could possibly give it would be don't be scared to reach out yeah there's groups there's people there's stuff out there there's programs out there made for this made Mm -hmm. to get people that are going through these kinds of issues or Mm -hmm. any kinds of issue yeah to help Mm -hmm. and don't ever give up don't don't think you have to do it on your own. Because mm-hmm. you know? sadly to say you aren't the first family to ever lose anybody to cancer. You aren't the first kid to lose a, a parent. And sad, sadly you say you won't be the the last. And there is, although that that doesn't 
sometimes help you on a certain day, there is some comfort that can be gained from any problem that you're facing when somebody else understands, right? Like when they could say, yeah, me too. Like that happened to me and I, that was so hard or, um, you know, this, but I got through it and, you know, you can get through it too. Like you said, you'll be able to get through it. Just keep, keep pushing through and don't give up and you'll be able to get through it. So, well, I just want to say, I'm really proud of both of you and I thank you so much, um, for following up a year later. Um, as I said at the beginning, um, Shelly and your family are intertwined in the Detour podcast now forever and ever. So I'm really happy that I am, uh, was able to do this again with you today and, um, that we can all remember your mom, your wife, our friend, uh, fondly. And I, I hope she's uh, proud of all of us. I think she is. I, I have been told that she's proud. Yeah. By a couple of people. Yeah. She said she's talking to me and she oh, says she's proud. that's great. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. I'm doing yeah. my best. That's so great. I do my best to make make sure that that she isn't looking down going, uh, What are you doing? Didn't I tell you? <laughs> no, every time I go, every night I go to you bed. You still make your dad uh, that, that great omelet that your mom bragged about? You learn how to make a great omelet? Do you do that? Yeah. Yeah? What do you, what's your secret? Do you want to tell us? What do you put in it? <laughs> it's a secret, it's people. There. <laughs> it's just the talent. Yeah, it's just the talent. I get my uh, jeans from my dad. I get my good baking jeans from my mom. And uh-huh. your belly dancing jeans, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Yeah, well, thank you so much uh, for doing this. And listeners, thank you for listening. You can follow, interact, and ask questions about this episode and others on our Facebook page, which is The Detour Podcast, and on Instagram, at Sheila Shinsky. To hear more conversations like this one, you should listen and subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, and Stitcher. When you rate, comment, and subscribe, that makes it available uh, to other people when they search, and that helps me out a lot. So I appreciate that so much. You can join us next time when we take the detour and enjoy the wander. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.